you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Greetings and welcome to the daily NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Today, everything you need for fantasy domination that you set for the weekend leading up to week three, a full Thursday night football recap, including some players you might want to sit down because they didn't perform on Thursday night. Adam Rank has his big like-dislikes for week three, some surprises there. We'll tell you how to make a trade. Look, it was easy, right? Browns traded Trent Richardson for a first-round pick. How do you make the best one in fantasy? We'll also take a look at our fantasy matchup of the week. Michael Fabiano and I tell you what players will break good for you this week and break bad. Yes, we'll talk Uncle Jack Todd and rolling a barrel full of money to the best. If you were keeping track, Dwayne Bowe had one Gatorade dump to oh. go with his .4 fantasy points. Wait, wait, I get Thursday extra night. points for Gatorade dumps. You do, in my and, and that you do. Oh, awesome! So you're going to have 1.4 points out of Dwayne oh, Bowe. Pretty good night. Yeah. Yeah, give him a break. Give the man a break. Wait, .4. Why give him a break? <laughs> fantasy owners are happy with him. Donnie Avery had a nice night, and nobody started him. And don't forget, you can join the conversation by tweeting using the hashtag NFL Fantasy or sending your questions to our show's Twitter handle at NFL Fantasy. More on Bo and more on Donnie Avery coming up, but right now. Let's take a look at the highlights from Thursday Night Football and Andy Reid's successful return to the link. Jamal Charles looking for a big night. Deshaun Jackson as well. Early on in the first quarter, Chiefs defense. Michael Vick looking for Brent Selleck, but the ball gets tipped. Eric Berry goes My all the way for a touchdown. Six. Chiefs defense is pretty good, guys. Very good. I had a dream. Really? He did. Still in the first, Eagles down 10-zip. Michael Vick looking for Deshaun. No, it's Jason Devon who has one good game every five weeks for the touchdown. <laughs> I Hello. sense Adam Ranks. Uh, that helped no one. <laughs> Jason Devon, we might see that. Thing. Still 16-9 Chiefs, fourth quarter, first and goal. Jamal Charles breaks it wide, scores a three-yard touchdown. Over 23 fantasy points for Jamal now, Charles. That is how he used Jamal Charles. Chiefs. Eagles ensuing possession. Michael Vick looking for Jason Devon again. Every five weeks, he gives you one good one. Look at this one-handed catch by Jason Avant right here. Oh, impressive. Oh, that's impressive. I don't care what you say. Every five weeks, one week, that's a catch. 
It is. He, although with one hand it catches, you don't get extra points. Now look at that. Look at the balancing act right there. Just kept getting it to himself. He should have got two catches for that. Very next play, he Andy Reid is saying, no, that. don't keep giving it to LaShawn McCoy. This got me out of Philly. No. Hey, Smith, you could have ran through that hole. No, that was couldn't. a gaping <laughs> hole. Almost 22 fantasy points on the, on the night for LaShawn McCoy. The Eagles down seven. They're trailing 26-16 late in the fourth quarter. Michael Vick pressured. Sacked by Justin Houston. The ball comes loose. The Chiefs uh, recover. See, Michael Vick should never be sacked. He's too fast. 22 fantasy points for the Chiefs defense. Start them. Vick would limp off the field in pain, though he did say if the game continued and we got the ball back, I could have kept playing. Chiefs win it 26-16. And Andy Reid before the Dwayne Bow Gatorade back. Here's your fantasy points for the night for the Chiefs. Alex Smith. Pretty pedestrian night, Fifth, nearly 15 fantasy points. Jamal Charles, a huge night. Donnie Avery was big. Dwayne Bowe with point four. We'll get to him in a second, but Fabs. Jamal Charles, all you got to do is just say, keep staying healthy, my friend. Keep staying healthy. As long as he's on that football field, he's the featured back for the Kansas City Chiefs, and he's the featured back for your fantasy football team. He caught a lot of passes out of the backfield last night, too, which is absolutely what we loved about him coming into the season playing in Andy Reid's offense. Yeah, they, this wore, is, they wore down that Eagles defense, too, because he was not running the ball very well in the first half. No, he wasn't. But once he got into that groove, he got into that Andy Reid system, you start to see Jamal Charles. Everybody, and this is a guy that I said, hey, look, you should go out there and get him. If he can continue to produce like this, you're going to be happy that you're a Jamal Charles owner. All right, anybody who owns Dwayne Bowe, not happy. Four <laughs> fantasy points, as we said, one catch for four yards against the Eagles. Fabs on Twitter last night, I saw you saying, can Dwayne Bowe catch a pass? Can Dwayne Bowe catch I know. He caught one. He caught one, and that was it. But what happened was Alex Smith doesn't like to go deep. He, it seems like he has more faith in his in his legs than he does in his arm. And the Eagles were given these all, un, all these underneath routes, and that's why Donnie Avery had such a huge game. So right now, a little bit of panic you can't, for Dwayne Bowe. You can't Bo start Dwayne Bowe. This was a great matchup, and Donnie Avery took advantage. Dwayne Bowe was doubled all night. Are you starting Donnie Avery now? You know what? I'm going to go out and pick up Donnie Avery. When you look at game rewinding, you look at the first week, look at the second week. Know your personnel. Alex Smith is not a deep throw. He doesn't like throwing the deep ball. Maybe if Dwayne Bowe gets open, he's maybe he'll shoot it down there. But he likes to keep everything underneath him. And what do defensive coordinators preach? They say, hey, look, don't give up the big thing. So if you've got a guy like Donnie Avery that can make things happen in the middle, you go to him. And that's why he has such a big game. He's got to be picked up in your league. Donnie Avery's going to be doing this all season long. And you did say in our production meeting that Donnie Avery's going to have a big week. Remember, he was a weapon with Andrew Luck last year for a little bit. Chiefs defense, Fabs, 22 fantasy points against the Eagles on Thursday. Are they a top five legitimate fantasy defense now? It sure seems like they are right now. I mean, this was a bad matchup on paper in Philadelphia, short week against an explosive Chip Kelly offense. And they went gangbusters, 22 fantasy points. I'd be shocked if any defense scored more than that. Well, maybe the Seahawks against the Jaguars. Yeah. But that's about it. So if the Chiefs' defense was dropped in your league, suddenly Shame you're going to you. pick them up. But this is what happens every year. A defense or two comes out of nowhere, and it becomes an elite unit. It happens all the time. Well, and I, here's the fantasy rule of thumb for defenses. If you can score a dub like they did, a dub plus two, you're good. I mean, you're defense that you want to target every week. All right, you target them or Donnie Avery? Who's a bigger mark uh, oh, target? Donnie, for I'm going Donnie no, Avery. I say Donnie Chiefs Avery. defense. I don't no, believe in Donnie Avery have, every week. No, no, you've got to look at the way Alex Smith plays the game. He plays the game to dump and shoot. He's always going to try to dump it off. All right, take a look at the Eagles. Michael Vick, over 15 fantasy points again, a pedestrian night. Great night for LaShawn McCoy. Not so much for Deshaun Jackson and Bryce Brown, who we thought would be a great, not only handcuff for LaShawn McCoy, but a great flex. He's just simply not getting the football. They don't give him the ball. No, and, no. and, and Akbar, you talked about Michael Vick all season long. Not a great night. 
Are you still confident in him, or is he someone you should sell high on? No, I'm still confident in Michael Vick. And so, for me, after watching this game, I saw a lot of chink in this uh, Philadelphia Eagles offense. But I would say, on a bad night to put up 15 points, that just lets you know how explosive this offense is. You know, you still saw what Michael Vick could do. He got out there, ran some, almost got 100 yards rushing. But, yes, a very poor night collectively for this offensive group. They've got to go back to the drawing board. But remember, this is still a very young Chip Kelly's offense. They're still getting into the group. They're still learning it. You heard our own Michael Vick tell, excuse me, Michael Vick tell our own uh, Michael Urban that. LaShawn McCoy, there's nothing we can tell you about LaShawn McCoy you don't know. But I'm going to talk to everybody who has previously owned LaShawn McCoy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry Andy Reid didn't do with LaShawn McCoy what they're doing right now with Chip Kelly's offense, Faz, because this is LaShawn McCoy people have wanted for four years. Well, remember, I mean, two years ago he had 20 touchdowns. I'll take that all day long. This year, though, he is being utilized to the best of his skill set as a runner, as a pass catcher. They don't even give Bryce Brown a sniff. This is LaShawn McCoy's backfield, and as long as he's healthy, he is an elite running back. Right, Akbar is not selling high on Michael Vick. Are you selling high on Deshaun Jackson? I am absolutely selling high on not only Michael Vick, but Deshaun Jackson. But you know what? He's going to give you some of these games. The Chiefs' defense came in. We all underrated them. They're very, very good. He is not going to put up 100-yard games like he did in the first couple of weeks. This is a guy that if you can sell him high for a Demarius Thomas, for example, I would go out and make that deal right now. Here's one thing just to ponder on this quickly, is that if they can do, if he can have the major production that he did early, imagine when this de- this offense develops later in the season what it can become, and all of a sudden you're going to be like, wow, why did I get rid of Deshaun Jackson? See, I'm worried that the league is going to catch up with them, and these guys That's aren't going to stay healthy. They couldn't keep up. The offense still hasn't been able to keep up with the read option. The read option is still very effective. When the defense can stop this offense, uh, the read option, then we'll see. But I, I don't know that they caught up yet. To me, though, it's just a matter of time before teams bring a safety down. They double Deshaun Jackson because who else do they have in that pass attack who's a threat? No one. All right, so there you go. There's our Thursday night football recap for all the latest news and notes heading into the weekend. Let's say hi to Adam Rank and Marcus Grant. Thank you, Jason. Marcus Grant right here with your latest fantasy headlines. For Friday, in case you missed it, Colts head coach Chuck Pagano spoke to the media on Thursday about his new running back and what to expect from Trent Richardson this weekend. You know, we know what uh, we know what he brings to the table uh, as a runner, as a pass catcher, as a protector. So we feel obviously very excited uh, to have Trent in the fold. When will he play? As soon as Sunday? Would that be a possibility? We did not bring him in here, okay, to uh, I guess be the water boy. <laughs> on Sunday. So he'll be ready to roll. What kind of workload are you expecting out of him? Much as he can handle. Well, we like to hear that, but Trent Richardson going up against a tough 49ers defense. What are you doing with them? Uh, you know, I think you could take a chance with him as a flex position this week. I know a lot of people are really concerned about that 49er defense, but when you think about it, the Niners have given up the fifth most points to fantasy running back through the first two weeks of the year. Richardson won't have the full grasp of the full playbook, but I think he'll have enough of it and he'll get enough touches that he could make an impact for How it. many plays are you looking at him to play? Is it going to be like four? Is it like token thing? Or is it going to be like 25? I think you get around 20 to 25 plays from Trent Richardson this week. Okay, Ahmad Bradshaw, we looked at him as a number one running back, but now, not so much. Not so much. I think this is the last week you get any sort of value out of Ahmad Bradshaw. Even then, it's going to be limited. 13 touches last week against the Dolphins. That number will probably go down this week against the 49ers. I don't like Bradshaw a whole lot. This is probably the last time you get any sort of value, but I think after this, he's on the waiver wire. Are you playing any of the Browns running backs? I know they signed Willis McGahee this week. Any of those guys have value? In 
And uh, not a single one has any value this week. You're talking about getting Willis McGahee, who just came off the street. He may be in great shape. He hasn't played any football games. Chris Obanaya hasn't played at all this year. I think you avoid those guys. Yeah, I mean, Trent Richardson wasn't exactly setting the world on fire while he was there. I can't imagine one of these guys, one of them who was out of football, is going to come in and just start right away. All right, there's some big injuries going on, and I think we're going to go ahead and take a look at that. And for our latest information from around the league on a Friday, and you see some of the names, Giovanni Bernard pops up there, but he looks like he's going to be profitable. Eddie Lacy, we know, is questionable. Mike Wallace, questionable with a groin injury, him after a huge week. And, of course, Malcolm Floyd is out. Steven Jackson is out. All right, now, when we talk about receivers, though, Andre Johnson, he's had the concussion problem. He's probable. For Sunday, is he somebody that you're going to pick up and play with confidence? Uh, Maybe not with confidence, but I think you're going to play him just because you drafted him high most likely and you're looking for him to make a production, to make good production for you. Going to be a tough matchup against the Baltimore Ravens, but I think you give Andre Johnson a shot. You just temper your expectations. Is DeAndre Hopkins still a good play? Absolutely. DeAndre Hopkins is becoming a bigger part of the offense, threatening to take over that number one receiver spot in Houston. Like him a lot this week. Now, Ray Rice, we expected not to practice the whole week. They've got a tough matchup here. So let's say Ray Rice doesn't play. Is Bernard Pierce then a good start? I'm still skeptical of Bernard Pierce, not because of Bernard Pierce, but mostly because the Ravens are throwing the ball nearly twice as much as they're running the football, and the Texans are pretty tough on running backs. Yeah, the matchup just isn't very good, and that's one of the things you look at. Everybody just wants to throw somebody in there, and they see Bernard Pierce as the next guy up. Well, Okay, I'll take the risk with Ray Rice. Like, that's okay. I'll take that bullet. But when it's Bernard Pierce. Not so sure. That's not, yeah, I'm not feeling very comfortable with that. So that just seems like a situation to avoid going forward. Now, still to come on our program, our fantasy matchup of the week. Jim Harbaugh and his new QB faces his old college QB. Our fantasy breakdown of the Colts Niners is next. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. I wonder who our fantasy matchup of the week is going to be. Take a look at your week three schedule, early game. Suddenly, Rams and Cowboys, plenty of interesting players there with Sam Bradford playing so well, Tavon Austin, Packers and the Bengals. Which Packers wide receiver is going to get 100 yards from Aaron Rodgers in the first half of this game? Also, take a look at the late games. Yep, this is where a matchup of the week comes to us from the Colts and the 49ers. Don't forget Bears, Steelers, Raiders, Broncos, the late game on Sunday and Monday. But, guys, this Colts 49ers game has all the the intrigue, the drama you want. There's plenty of guys fantasy-wise. You have, oh, by the way, Trent Richardson is there. But, Rank, let's start with the 49ers and their quarterback, Colin Kaepernick. Had a great first week. Right. Really struggled last week. Man. Bounce back so here. Go, okay, put it mildly. <laughs> and I'm I, trying to be nice. I'm trying to be nice. It's very polite. But I understand that Colin Kaepernick struggled last week. But he's going to rally this week and have a huge game of going up against this Colts defense, which just can't seem to stop any. I mean, Terrell Pryor ripped this defense apart. I feel a little bit better about Colin Kaepernick. Look, this guy is a solid quarterback. I understand he played very poorly against the Seattle Seahawks. A lot of people play very poorly against so the Seattle Seahawks. It's a one-week thing for It's a one-week thing. I mean, he outscored Tom Brady five out of the last six games at the end of the 2012 season. He had a great game against the Packers. The Seahawks are the Seahawks. He's going to rally this week. Hi, Doc Bar, Same question to you. Anquan Bolden, great week one. Not a very good week, too. Well, of course. I mean, he was going up against Richard Sherman and that beastie Seattle Seahawks defense. But now when you look at Anquan Bolding, he's going up against Vontae Davis. He's going to be hearing a lot of, Grandma, can I call my grandma? Anquan Bolding's going to ball out against this defense. They've got a hurt and banged up defense. Laron Landry is now out. I expect 
Anquan Bolden put up big numbers like he did in week one. Do people really say that, Grandma? Yeah, Grandma. That happens, that happens on the field. <laughs> Can I call my grandma? All right, is Frank Gore going to be calling for his grandma, Marcus? No, or Frank is he going to have a big week? Maybe he's calling someone else's grandma. I'm not sure. But Frank Gore is a guy. <laughs> Why would he do that? I, you know, just to say, hey, I'm, uh, I'm abusing your grandkid. I'm not sure what he's going to do. But I think, I think Frank Gore's having a huge game. <laughs> Anyway, he's going to have a huge game. Look, Pat Anger is doubtful. LeRon Landry is out. The Niners didn't run the ball very well. They didn't run it much at all last week against the Seahawks. I think they get things turned up this week, and Frank Gore is going to be a big recipient of that. All right, so our big message right here so far. Look at the 49ers, everybody. Call your grandmother. Call them right now. <laughs> she misses you. Give them a phone call. As far as the Colts go, Andrew Luck, it, it, it's been a big thing, Marcus, because he's not started out well. Now he gets Trent Richardson, but a tough matchup against San Francisco. Can you start him this week? I think you start him this week. I mean, he's, he's not going to be a superstar, but I think he gives you quality fantasy production. I mean, he still has so many weapons. He's got all these different guys to throw to. Now you mentioned he has Trent Richardson in the backfield to help him out. That's going to loosen things up in that secondary for him. Look, the Niners have given up big points. They have a big points to, to, uh, to Aaron Rodgers in the first week. Russell Wilson was decent in the second week, and I think Andrew Luck falls somewhere in the middle of that. So no potential twos. You're starting over Luck. You're still going to ride. I think you go with Andrew Luck this week. All right, Kobe Fleener, we saw Akbar fast becoming one of Andrew Luck's favorite targets. Obviously, the injury to Dwayne Allen opening the door for Fleener. Had a touchdown called back last week. It seems like he's getting the targets. Is Fleener a plug-and-play on Man, Sunday? you can tell that there's a natural chemistry. And, yes, to answer your question, yes, Kobe Fleener is a plug-and-play. I'm all bought in that now that they have that chemistry here as professionals. They had it in college. I don't see why they couldn't develop it now. They have Pep Hamilton now calling the plays, understanding. And, yeah, you're right, that procedural uh, call with uh, Reggie Wayne, you know, doing that, that, that messed him up. But he's a big-time guy. Play him. All right, as far as Trent Richardson goes, you guys talked about him earlier in, in, in the show. When you look forward, Trent Richardson's value from, you know, week three on, how much of an increase does it take because he's playing on the Colts? Well, plus he's also playing the Jaguars. That's the big that's, one right there. That's going to help. But, yes, it's going to benefit him because he's going from an offensive line. He might be downgrading an offensive line, but he's upgrading a quarterback. He's going from Brandon Whedon. To Andrew Law. I don't think there's been an upgrade this big since Saved by the Bell went from Heather Hopper to Tiffany Amber Thiessen. So I think that this is going to be a huge move for Trent Richardson. And I kind of wish he wasn't playing this week because I would really like to keep him on the bench because it's a tough matchup. But you play him because you drafted him in the first round, so you play him. Ahmad Bradshaw, unfortunately, you don't because he's just not going to get the attempts. If you look at what he did in week one, that's not the kind of week that I want from somebody. So he becomes yeah, a know, is, he, is he even on your roster after this week, Ahmad Bradshaw? No, Ahmad Bradshaw, this, well, after this week, no. It, it's going to be the Trent Richardson show. But I don't expect this week, and this is what fantasy owners right now are concerned about. What is Trent Richardson going to do this week? I don't think that he's going to get that many touches. All right, here's a fantasy projections powered by EA Mad, and they have Trent Richardson for a pretty nice day. Nearly 16 fantasy points, 14 for Ahmad Bradshaw. I guess they're going to run Whoa. football every single play. Ahmad, <laughs> how is Andrew Luck going to get 16 <laughs> fantasy points if that happens? Kobe Fleener not projected to have a big day, but Colin Kaepernick, 22 fantasy points. This should be a big bounce-back guy for him. All right, and don't forget, the Colts and Niners may be our fantasy matchup of the week, but there's no shortage of big games going on this weekend. Go to NFL.com slash to see the full lineup and join our weekly Pick'em Fantasy game. Select winners for every game on Sunday and accumulate fantasy points for each correct pick. Sign up today at NFL.com 
slash pick'em. Now, speaking of NFL Fantasy Pick'em's Week 3, where everybody's going to pick a game and give you the winner and who they're watching from a fantasy perspective. Now, Akbar, kick things off. Lions, Redskins, who wins and who are you keeping an eye on? Now, this is a bold call right now because what I'm about to say is going to blow your mind. 31-21, Detroit Lions beat the Washington Redskins, and this hasn't happened wow. in 18 games at home. I mean, it just hasn't happened. I mean, when you look at the history since 1935, in the 30s, they haven't won a game. The Wizard of Oz was in theaters yeah, the last time I mean, they won. It's incredible when you look at it, but the guy that I'm watching for <laughs> is Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson is going to abuse this weak and pathetic defense at the Washington Redskins. They just have not been able to stop anybody, and then you have to go up against Megatron. I mean, this guy's a transformer. He's literally going to transform this entire thing. He's going to put up big numbers. I expect him to have a very healthy night as far as uh, fantasy points. I'm going to go ahead ahead and say it. That's right. I said it. 30 points. 30 fantasy points. If Jordy Nelson can put up 18, James Jones can put up 15 points, and Randall Cobb can put up 15 points, I think he can double that. I think he's not only half, uh, more than half their size, he's, excuse me, he's double their size. Double their he's size. Gonna yes. double their size. Point. Okay. He's going to double their points. You went back to 1939. <laughs> that was tough enough. All right. So go watch Nosferatu and then go watch the Lions. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Rank, what about your game? I got the Packers and I got the Bengals. The Bengals are a much improved team, and a lot of people feel that they will win the AFC North. However, it's the Green Bay Packers, and they are going to come out and win this game. 21-20, a close game, but the Packers will prevail. They're starting to roll on right now, and I really like what they're doing. And one guy that I really like in particular, this Jordy Nelson character. Now, of course, Akbar's demeaning him, saying that his points against the Redskins were just... I didn't demean him. I'm just saying. Bit. He got I'm 18 a, points. I'm offended by this, but look, here's the thing. is This guy is a solid wide receiver for your fantasy teams, but he was able to fall in most drafts because of the injuries last year. And now if you drafted him as a two or a three, which I got him in a couple of leagues in our experts league, I have him as a three, and I'm, I, I feel great about that. He's bailed me out because I had Roddy White, I had Larry Fitzgerald, and now you can put in Jordy Nelson. And even when those guys are healthy, I can still play him, play him as a flex. Is he a sell-high guy for you? Because he hasn't had the best injury history. No, I, I get that, but I'm still going to hold on to him. I'm still going to keep him just because I've got injuries of my own. And if something does happen to him, because I drafted him as my third receiver, then I can ride out those injuries if they do occur. All right, Marcus, you're taking an eye on San Diego, Tennessee. We're going Nosferatu to Pulp Fiction because I know who you have your eye on. Yeah, that's right. I'm going with the Vincent Vega pick, Royale with cheese. Eddie Royal is the guy I'm looking at. I think the Chargers win this game. I like him 24-13 against this Tennessee Titans defense. But Eddie Royal is a guy really to keep an eye on. He's been a big star the first two weeks of the season. Five touchdowns in the first two games. Look, he's not going to do that. A couple things may happen. He may line up against Alteron Werner. Or if he's going against Jason McCourty, they may put some help over on that side. The Titans will keep an eye on Eddie Royal. But Philip Rivers is looking for him. He's been resurgent. And he's keeping an eye on Eddie Royal in that offense. I think he produces, and I think he's a good flex option. Gets you in the neighborhood of uh, eight or nine points this week. I hope Eddie Royal trash talk scores a touchdown and is all in the end zone and says, I'm here, but there's no Alderaan. <laughs> now that would be pretty impressive trash talk. All right, here's our pick'em recaps for the day. Akbar projecting 30 fantasy points for Calvin Johnson and a big Detroit win. Packers Bengals ranks as a close one, 21-20. Jordy Nelson, another big day. And here's Marcus, 24-13, San Diego over Tennessee. Royal, Royale with cheese. Another nice day for the San Diego Chargers. Coming up, our experts have their spot starts locked and loaded for week three. But will you be able to pull the trigger on putting them in your lineup? NFL Fantasy Live tells you what to do after this. Derek Thomas was the heart of Kansas City, a Hall of Fame career that was cut short by tragedy. It's an all-new A Football Life, Derek Thomas, Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern only on NFL Network.
Meanwhile, Thursday night, Thomas's team, the Chiefs, doing the memory of their former comrade proud. It's the Andy Reid Bowl Thursday night football on NFL Network. Jamal Charles looking for a big night, as was wideout Deshaun Jackson early in the first 3-0 Chiefs. Michael Vick looking for Brent Selleck instead. Eric Berry oh. takes it to the house. This just in, Fab. Chief defense is pretty good in fantasy. Pretty good in fantasy, and they were dropped in a lot of leagues this week. Still 16-9 Chiefs. We go to the third quarter, or fourth quarter, first and goal. Jamal Charles breaking it wide in for the three-yard touchdown. Charles over 23 fantasy points, 23-9 Chiefs. He is what we expected him to be so far. Very good. Very next play, running back LaShawn McCoy breaks free. Andy Reid is saying, no, don't give it to LaShawn McCoy. No, limit his touches. I'm a fan. Smith, you could have ran through that hole. Almost 22 fantasy points for McCoy. The Eagles down seven. They would lose 26-16. Andy Reid gets the big Gatorade bath in his return to Philadelphia. Chiefs 3-0 for the first time since all the way back in 2010. Here's how your fantasy points broke down, Fabs. We talked about Jamal Charles with a huge day there, 23 points. But I know you're looking at that .40 Dwayne Bowe because you played him in your experts league. Is he going to be the most waived player in fantasy this weekend? A lot of people are going to be frustrated with him, but I'll tell you right now, don't give up just yet. All right, so keep him on your bench, but put him in your starting lineup. That could be a different story. Now, sometimes fantasy can be frustrating. And by that, I mean sometimes you feel like you're trying to roll a barrel full of money through the desert. It can be hard. Luckily, Fabs and I are here to tell you which players are going to break good for you this week and which ones will break bad. And if you don't listen to us, We'll send Uncle Jack after you. You don't want that. No. All right, so here we go, Fab. Sam Bradford had a great first couple of weeks. Matchup against the Cowboys. Does he break good or break bad? I think he breaks good here, Jason. Sam Bradford is fifth in fantasy points among quarterbacks right now. That's unbelievable, and the Cowboys have struggled against quarterbacks this season. They've allowed six touchdown passes. That's second most in the National Football League. Now, I'm not telling you to start Sam Bradford over Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees or Peyton Manning. But if you have a number one quarterback who is a little bit iffy, maybe a Tom Brady, someone like that, and you want to roll the dice, Sam Bradford's got a very nice matchup. He's breaking good, Jason. All right, James Jones breaks bad this week. He had the huge week last week, which I get after not catching a pass week one. Number one about James Jones, he's too inconsistent. You're chasing fantasy points if you're trying to put James Jones in your lineup. Secondly, this is a Bengals defense that has given up one touchdown pass or less at home in the last five games. You know it's Aaron Rodgers, so you're going to get a little bit more, but it's hard to say, yeah, suddenly James Jones is going to give you a week that he had a week ago. Yeah, Walter White is very comparable to James Jones. You never know whether or not he's going to kill you. Or if he's going to be your friend. You have no idea. Let's move on to another wide receiver, and this is Greg Jennings. And you know what, Smith? I'm breaking bad with Greg Jennings. I don't trust him in this offense. Guess what he's got to face this week? Joe Hayden. And when wide receivers face Joe Hayden, they don't produce fantasy points. Just ask Mike Wallace. I am benching Greg Jennings this week. He's had one game with over 100 yards in his last 16. No bueno. Yeah, you face Joe Hayden, you may as well be driving to New Hampshire under a new identity. This is what I'm saying. Exactly. You want a sleeper in this game, though? Watch out for Jerome Simpson. The number two wide receiver against the Browns has done well. All right, Darren McFadden breaks good this week. Number one, he's tied for ninth overall in in carry so far. Touches out of the backfield this season, so he's getting the football. Secondly, they know the Ragers, if they're going to stay in this game against the Denver Broncos, they have to try to control the clock. They have to run the football. Even if they get down 17-0, he's still their best offensive weapon. This is one of those games where McFadden doesn't look great, but Eight total, eight, about 80, 85 yards of scrimmage and a touchdown. Give you about 13 or 14 fantasy points. Darren McFadden breaks good for you on Monday night. So here's our recap. Michael Fabiano and I say Sam Bradford, Darren McFadden break good. James Jones and Greg Jennings break bad.
I love it, man. I love. I, I, I want to do my my Jesse impersonation, but I ended up turning into like some kind of Italian Jesse thing. So I'm just gonna pass. On no that. fantasy, yo. We're not gonna get that from you. No fantasy, yo. All right. Mr. White. When NFL fans about as far as I'm returns, going. that is a pretty good. Adjustment. All right, all right. Adam Rank runs through his ever popular like dislike column, and in light of the big Trent Richardson trade, we run through how to best wheel and deal in fantasy. We continue on after this. It's NFL Fantasy Live. Come back, yo. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. The Colts and the Browns made it look easy this week. An in-season trade, a star running back goes from one team to the other. They made it happen with Trent Richardson. So what we're going to do is tell you the best way you can execute a trade in fantasy. And to kick things off, hey, it's only a couple of weeks in, but in our Experts League, Michael Fabiano and Marcus Grant already made a deal. Going to show you the particulars of that. Michael Fabiano gets D'Angelo Williams and Demarius Thomas. Marcus gets Darren Sproles and Marcus Colson. And guys, the first thing everybody says when they heard about this trade is, is this a PPR league? The answer is no. It's a standard league. Boy, somebody won this. Yeah, I won this. I won this deal. Look, I, I'm very loaded at the wide receiver position. I needed a little upgrade at the flex position. I know Demarius Thomas has a huge number attached to him, but let's, let's look at it this way. Had a huge week one, had five points in week two. Those things are going to even out with the way that Broncos defense works. Add to the fact that I give up D'Angelo Williams, who certainly looks good now. Jonathan Stewart's coming back. That's going to affect the way things go. That Saints offense is going to roll all year long. I really upgraded my flex position. You got to give up something to get something. I felt like I, I, I could deal here. I saw that Marcus was loaded at wide receiver. Listen, I like Colston, but I've got three Saints on that team, so I wanted to shake things up a little bit. I certainly don't love D'Angelo Williams in the long term because of Jonathan Stewart's return, as Marcus said, but I wanted to upgrade at wide receiver, so I got Demarius Thomas, who everybody knows I love Demarius Thomas, and you know what? We'll see what happens. All right, so that's how they made their trade, but now we're going to give you advice on how you can make one. Marcus, what's your big advice you can give everybody for how to make a good trade? My biggest advice is to fill a position of weakness. I mean, like I said, you've got to give up something to get something. Chances are you drafted really well at one spot. You're loaded maybe at the quarterback spot, at the running back spot, and you maybe be weaker at tight end or wide receiver. Give up something that you're really good at to get something that you're really weak at. All right, Rank, what's your big advice? Target the weak. That's <laughs> <laughs> what Fabiano did. Oh, oh, would you stop? Oh. That was an even trade. <laughs> you guys, why do I get that all the time? You guys did well. It's one of the, you know, I remember when you were watching The Office, they always said, if you don't know a Michael Scott, you are a Michael Scott. So if you don't know a weak guy in your fantasy league, it's you. And so I, I gotta, I'm going to tell you a baseball story, though, because back in April of 2012, this guy – Kept trying to get Desmond Jennings off my roster. And finally, I was like, looking, I'm like, if you give me Mike Trout, I'll do it. Desmond Jennings, Mike Trout. And I know this is a football show. Greatest trade ever. <laughs> <laughs> what to this day. Owner oh, I targeted the week. All right, so target the week, Fabs. <laughs> Here comes the good jail. What? I yeah. can't even say what uh, that was. That was unreal. Well, I, I agree with Marcus. If you have a weak spot on your roster, fill it and trade away strength. In the Celebrity League, I made a trade with the Bella Twins yesterday, in fact. I had RG3 and I had Michael Vick. I know they love the Philadelphia Eagles, and they needed a quarterback. Well, I wanted to get a wide receiver, so I went after Randall Cobb. They've got Vick in return, and I know you guys are going to absolutely lambaste me on this trade, but they got an upgraded quarterback over Russell Wilson, mm -hmm. and I got an upgraded wide receiver. Very nice. That's, that's a very shrewd move because you drafted – 
Michael Vick late, you know, got him as a number two, so you could pedal him there, and you got a pretty good value here. Randall Cobb's a great, that's a great trade for you, great upgrade. I think everybody wins. And you sold high on him. You should also yeah. throw in some ace bandages, though, for the Bella Twins. You think when so? Michael Vick eventually <laughs> <laughs> They should get that. Selling high is also a very big deal. Sell, but they, <laughs> still, they still have Russell Wilson, though. So they're not I'm not going to say that that wasn't part of the reason why I was afraid of Michael Vick. <laughs> <laughs> but it never hurts to know which, which of your owners is a fan of other teams. Now, course, Jason... Yeah. It's, it's your turn next, my friend. Your trade advice to the fans out there is? I'll give it to them. You, you can't fall in love with one guy. If you need a running back, you can't say, well, I really want to go get running back X because then if some chances are the guy's not going to trade him to you. What you have to do is target teams that are heavy at that position. If you need a running back, look for a team that's got three good running backs and try to make a trade there because that's how trades are going to get made. If teams are thin, they have a superstar. Look, I don't want to trade Arian Foster. You may love Arian Foster, but you got to go. you got to be okay with accepting someone else from a position that is rich for them so you go there you can make a trade it's going to happen that way yeah, yeah th- th- this this reminds me uh, of coming to america when when king joffy Jefferson says oh nonsense that's that's what i think about trading as a player i just <laughs> i just can't get into it it's I one of the most I, fun I, parts I, of I, fantasy I can't get into it because i i truly believe that look this is who i drafted this is what i'm sticking with and this is my team this is my group of guys players innately don't like this whole trade thing we saw that with trent richardson you know l- let me get that trent richardson film do, do we have a copy of that l- let's let's look at trent richardson and you tell me does this look Look like a man who's happy to be traded. No, he was he was happy where he was. He was drafted to a team. He bought his home, his cars, everything is out there in Cleveland. Same thing with me. Everything's right there in fantasy land. I don't need a but trade. But you realize in fantasy, when you trade a player, they don't actually have to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, they I do know that. The same I know that. But for me, that means I have to depart with these guys. <laughs> All right, so there you go. That's how oh, to make a great. trade in fantasy or not trade if you're Akbar. When NFL <laughs> Fantasy Live returns, Adam Rank has his. Week three, likes, dislikes coming your way. Got to stay tuned for that. Plus, we're serving up the spot starts you need to know for Sunday. Back in a gym. Hey, everybody. It's me, Adam Rank. Every Friday, I publish my likes and dislikes in fantasy football, superheroes, movies, and so much more. This week, it's a dissertation on Superman 3. But they kind of want me to hone in on fantasy football here. So let's start with my first like of the week. Russell Wilson, and I've heard some of you people say you will stay away from Wilson because you fear a blowout, and the Seahawks will be so far ahead that Wilson won't even play in the second half. Uh, Sure, let me tell you something. I covered USC, or excuse me, I covered USC when Pete Carroll was there. I've seen plenty of big wins followed up with losses to Oregon State. This game will be much closer than anybody thinks, and Wilson will be making plays with his arms and his legs, so get him into your lineup. I don't, however, like RG3 this week. I know the words are going to be tough for me to say, but I'm just going to come out and say it. The Lions are a tough matchup. Seriously, the Lions have allowed the second fewest points to fantasy quarterbacks this year, and they've allowed just two touchdown passes all season. The Lions! Funny, Wilson has been outstanding at quarterback this year, but has struggled fantasy-wise. RG3 has struggled as a QB, but has been a star fantasy-wise. Well, guess what? That reverses this week. Let's go to running back. I like Chris Ivory this week against the Bills. He's won the eyeball test against Bilal Powell, so I will start Ivory with confidence. The Jets have six rushing touchdowns in their last five home games against the Bills. Plus, Buffalo has allowed the third most rushing yards this season, so it just makes sense. Now, look, a lot of us have holes at running back thanks to injuries and such. So, again, start Ivory. However, not so fast, MJD, who I do not like this week. Even if he was at his absolute healthiest, this would be a terrible matchup. The Seahawks' defense has allowed 10 points this season. No, that's not 10 points to running backs. I'm talking about total points. 
So while this game will still be closer than most think, it won't be because of MJD. And finally, I like Trent Richardson this week. Well, I'm starting him. I'm not sure that I like it. But as Coach Pagano said, they didn't bring him in to be the water boy. So if he's on the field for the Colts, he's on the field for my team, Lord have Percy. The worst thing you can do is flip on the game and watch Richardson plunge in for a touchdown while he's on your bench. I had to go, with, I had to go through that with the Chiefs. You don't want to do that. Let's go to the board. Some more likes and dislikes. You see, everybody, DeAndre Hopkins is a nice little start there. Houston Texans passing game starting to get it going. RG3, I don't like. Phillip Rivers, he's been playing well, but this is a tough matchup against the Tennessee defense. It's much tougher than people think, so I'm going to leave him on the bench. All right, well, that's it, and now it's time for our Hotels.com Fantasy Spotlight Spot Starts of the Week. Jason? Thank you very much, Mr. Rank. We'll catch up with you again in a second. These are some guys that maybe you're not going to start again after this week, but you're going to start them in week three. Before we get to that, though, let's take a look back at how things worked out week two. Yeah, not so much for me with Isaiah Pete. Uh, they actually had to give him the football to get in there. But Andre Roberts, 9.4 points, 3.6. Rank projected Eddie Royal to have a big day. It was even a bigger day than expected with 27. Harry Douglas, Marcus, you projected him at 12.3, just 4.3. So, guys, we got to step it up this week. Julio yeah, Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Julio Jones. <laughs> <laughs> well, right? All right, Oscar, give me someone you're starting this week. Well, you know, I've got my eyes on Fred Jackson, especially now that the running back situation with, of course, Trent Richardson moving, you know, Ahmad Brashaw maybe perhaps taking a back seat. I look at Fred Jackson, and I look at a guy who's getting a lot of production. When you look at his his ability, he's in the red zone right now. He's the most productive back right now for the Buffalo Bills, getting some production when you look at comparison to Spiller. 34 touches, 173 scrimmage yards. That's right there a yard less than C.J. Spiller. Whatever happened to this, I'm going to run him to his pukes. Fred Jackson He's thrown up, the, apparently. <laughs> well, uh, I tell you, Fred Jackson is a good guy to have on your roster and play him. I'm expecting him to get about 9.4 points. All right, Akbar's got Fred Jackson for 9.4. Mr. Rank, uh, give me one of your big uh, spot starts for this week. I'm going to go with Tavon Austin going up against the Dallas Cowboys. Now, we got a small glimpse of what Tavon Austin is all about when he scored two touchdowns last week against the Atlanta Falcons. Although those were the red zone targets. Those weren't the, here's a dump off, and he's run 60 yards through eight people on his way to the end zone laughing all the way. We didn't get that. But you know what? It's coming. Because Mike Mayock said this is one of the most exciting guys to come into the NFL in quite some time. So feel free to put Tavon Austin into your lineup. He's got a great matchup this week, and I like it. That's it. All That's right. all I got. All right, very all right, Jason, what do you got? Just had to wait a week. I'm going to go with Jason Snelling this week because this is a situation in Atlanta where it's not going to be just Jacquez Rogers. He's going to get his third down rollback, which is what he had before Steven Jackson came in because Jackson's a three down back. But Jason Snelling, we saw it happen before. When Michael Turner got hurt in 2010, Snelling got the majority of the carries while he was out. He's a first down and second down running back. He's going to get all the goal line carries. Is he going to give you 15 or 20 fantasy points? No. But Jason Snelling is extremely valuable. He's still available in a lot of leagues. Can he have a 50 or 60 total yard day, catch a couple of passes for 25 yards, run for 40 and a touchdown because he's getting the goal line carries? Yes, pick up Jason Snelling, put him in your lineup at your flex. He will reward you this week. He's going to get more carries than anybody anticipates. And Marcus, you're going defense. Yes, I am. I'm going guy. with the Vikings defense. In two words, oh. Brian Hoyer. If you don't like those two, I got three more words. No Trent Richardson. The Browns <laughs> are a mess on offense. I mean, they were one of the worst offenses in the league before they traded Trent Richardson and before Brandon Whedon got hurt. Now they don't have those guys. Look for Jared Allen and that defense to cause havoc. Look for them to get upfield, pick up sacks. I think you can plug in the Vikings defense. 
think you're looking at a double-digit point day, and you talk about streaming defenses, you can get double digits out of a defense you just pick up off the waiver wire. You're looking pretty good. I, I got six words for you. Anybody who plays against the Browns. There you go. That's where you go. You actually counted I wanted to make sure it was six. Because if I actually counted it was seven, I thought, oh, my God, Akbar's never going to let me forget that. All right, so here are our spot starts again for week three to recap. Akbar's got Fred Jackson. Rank has Tavon Austin. I have Jason Snelling and Marcus with a Vikings defense. 12 fantasy points for their defense. This all presented by Hotels.com. Now, when NFL Fantasy Live returns, we will involve you, the fans, and answer your most pressing lineup questions heading into week three. D'Angelo Williams and more straight ahead. This is NFL Fantasy Live. Wednesday, find out what happens when you take our Hall of Famers and match them up with three of today's brightest stars. How do they live together in one room for six months? All right, that's not exactly what it is. Michael Vick, Russell Wilson, and Andrew Luck, man-to-man Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern only on NFL Network. And, Akbar, you teach them how to be ninjas, right? No, I never had a chance to hang out with Hall of Famers. What about Warren Sapp? Oh, yeah, that's right. I did play with Warren Sapp. And Jerry Rice. And Jerry Rice. And hopefully Tim Brown. Yeah, okay. Wait till you see how this goes in the locker room after the show is over. <laughs> How is weather going to affect all the games on Sunday? We say hello to NFL Fantasy Live meteorologist Jim Kosick from ABC4 in Salt Lake City. Please take one step back from your television. Jim, what do you got? Well, Jason, I want you to first put your dukes up for me, all right? Because there's a quick one, two, punch coming at us across the lower 48 states. Look at this monster that's stretched out like taffy from Texas into the Great Lakes. That's one storm system. But see, the thing is, notice how it's angled from southwest to northeast. So by the time we get to game day Sunday, most of this rain runs up this way here. So maybe it starts off damp New England down the road toward Carolina. Most areas won't have it. But that second punch, look! What? Behind the rabbit? It is the rabbit coming back to Seattle. Yet another beast in terms of rain. But you know what? I think Eli's a pretty good bet to have a great game against Carolina because there's not much more than a shower here at 1 o'clock kickoff. Same thing up the road in uh, Foxborough. Maybe there's a first quarter shower. I think it's more for tailgating purposes. The wind's a little bit of a uh, player here. But I got problems here down the road in Miami with hit-miss thunderstorms. Most of the game is rain-free. I'm going to come back to this with my toilet list in just a little bit, guys. But the Jags and Hawks, 59 degrees, cloudy, off and on rain, wind a contender as well. Good news, the fans are able to stay dry. But my porcelain players, Jason Snelling. Now, I know it sounds like a great play, but this is a guy that plays in air conditioning. Now you're dragging him, kicking and screaming into a humid air mass with possible rain and thunder. I don't like that matchup, and I don't like everybody. I mean all players on the Jags with that rain. Heck, it could have been sunny in Seattle even at night, and they'd still stink up the joint, including the coach. And I'll tell I got to say about that. Gentlemen? All right, thank you, Mr. Kosick. Now I have a craving for taffy. <laughs> and we like to get back here on the show, and what better way than to answer your question straight from the source? If you have a question, log on to NFL.com slash genius and submit it to Fantasy Genius to get it answered by fans across America and us here on the show. You guys ready for some questions? Let's go. do it, yes. All right, tight end question. We always have tight end questions. Should I start Owen Daniels? Or Jordan Cameron, Jared Cook also in the mix. So Ooh. those three guys. Well, you throw Jared Cook in the mix. That makes it a little bit more interesting. But I'm going to go with Owen Daniels. I just like Owen Daniels. I like the matchup, and especially him having Matt Schaub there. you got to go with him. 
I like Owen Daniels as well. The Baltimore Ravens have been getting torched by opposing tight ends the first couple weeks of the season. We saw Julius Thomas do it in the first week. I think Owen Daniels is the way you go this week. I like Owen Daniels, but let's not sleep on Jordan Cameron. The Browns don't have many offensive weapons there. He's still going to figure into the You know, I can hear Rafiki's voice going, Rogan! I said that I liked Owen Daniels. (laughs) You brought up Jordan Cameron. And and Cameron may want to play in quarterback on Sunday. That's that's a fantasy cemetery over there. All right. I have wide receivers Wayne, Edelman, Royal, and Welker. So that's Reggie Wayne, Julian Edelman, Eddie Royal, and Wes Welker. I start three. Who do I bench, Marcus? Who do you I sit? think the guy you bench this week is Julian Edelman. The Patriots passing game has been full of question marks. Tom Brady's frustrated. He doesn't know who really to trust. Julian Edelman's the only guy he trusts. I think Tampa Bay locks him down this week. Yeah, but I think that's why Tom Brady goes to him. Eddie Royal's a guy that I'm a little bit concerned about. He has five touchdowns, about 16 total yards <laughs> on this season. If he doesn't get in the end zone, he doesn't score for you. You know, being on the, from the defensive side of the ball, I just know defensive coordinators are going to try to take Julian Edelman away from him and say, hey, look, go out and try to get, you know, Dobson and those other guys hot. And I'm going to sit Julian Edelman. See, I'm going to sit Royal. The matchup is really tough. Tennessee's defense, really tough against the pass. All right, here's one. Start Eli Manning against the Panthers or Sam Bradford against the Cowboys. Akbar? I'm going Bradford. Yeah, I really like Sam Bradford. He's ranks fifth in fantasy points for quarterbacks, and you just can't ignore it anymore. Not to mention the fact that the Cowboys' defense has been vulnerable. I think Bradford's the way to go. Yeah, of the number twos, he's one of the more high-end number twos that could be playing his way into a bigger role as time goes on. That's going to do it for us here today. If you missed any of the show, be sure to check out the Fantasy Live podcast at NFL.com slash podcast, and we'll see you Sunday morning, 11.30 a.m. Eastern on NFL Red Zone Channel and streaming live on NFL.com for all your fantasy needs for Week 3. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.